A study in the New England Journal of Medicine has shown that treating herpes simplex infection in patients who also have HIV can reduce the activity of the AIDS virus. A three countries team from Montpellier, London and the Centre Muraz in Burkina Faso has investigated the effect of three months treatment with the anti-herpes agent Valacyclovir on women co-infected with HIV and HSV2. Philippe Mayo gave me the details. We already know that the virus for herpes, HSV2, can enhance acquisition of HIV. A number of epidemiological studies have shown that, that people who have acquired HSV are much more at risk of acquiring HIV, not only because of different behaviours, but also because of the biological interactions between the two viruses. What is less known is whether HSV2 enhances transmission of HIV from infected individuals to their partners. So a number of trials around the world trying to demonstrate that. Now, there are basically two trials, one of which is published right now in the New England Journal, but could you tell me about these two trials, please? Our study in Burkina Faso in West Africa was a set of two trials. The first trial was providing suppressive treatment of herpes to infected women with HSV2 and HIV, and part of these women did not require to have heart or the treatment for HIV. This is trial A, we call it, and part of these women actually were taking already heart, and this is trial B. So the most symptomatic women then received trial number B, and uh, what were the results there? That's already been published, hasn't it? That study was indeed published last year in the journal AIDS, and this was a study in 60 women showing the impact of valacyclovir at uh, 1,000 milligram daily over three months in women taking heart already. And this is a placebo-controlled trial, so half of the women received uh, valacyclovir, half received placebo. And the, the idea, the hypothesis behind this was that whilst women are properly suppressed with heart treatment, i.e. most women would have undetectable plasma viral load, we were interested in finding out whether there is still genital shedding of HIV and whether this is linked to HSV, presence of HSV or replication of HSV and whether treatment can further reduce both the HSV and HIV shedding. Now in a nutshell you found that treatment for HSV did help in that early trial. Overall there was so much good suppression of 85% of women had undetectable plasma viral load therefore the great majority of women did not have presence of genital HIV. However, in the subgroup of women who at the entry to the study did have still genital HIV present, detectable, then treatment further reduced genital HIV. So it's in the subgroup, which was an a priori decided analysis we conducted, there was a further reduction of genital HIV. Could I then get you to tell me about trial A, the one that's now being published? You've got quite an interesting result here. Right, this was a study conducted among 136 women in Burkina Faso who were duly infected with HIV and HSV2, but none of them required antiretroviral therapy according to WHO and local standards. So they all had uh, fairly high CD4 counts, for example, and no clinical manifestation of HIV. Providing valacyclovir 1,000 milligram daily for three months managed to decrease the frequency of detection of HIV in the genital tract and the quantity of the virus in the genital tract 
as well as reducing by half a log the plasma viral loads of HIV. So what does that mean then? Well, this is a trial that is a proof-of-concept trial. It's trying to explain previous hypotheses that uh, HSV management may be a tool for prevention of HIV transmission. By decreasing the amount and frequency of genital HIV, we are on the way to reducing possible transmission of HIV. All of that particular study is being conducted right now in many settings in Africa and Latin America and India and, and the US. So the final demonstration on the impact of transmission still needs to be obtained, but this is a very important explanatory trial on how that might happen. The impact on the plasma viral load was something we knew could happen, but we did not anticipate it would be that strong, and in fact it was increasing month after month or every two weeks as we measured uh, plasma viral load, which means this may have direct clinical benefit for HIV-infected patients. In the absence of heart, and because we know that antiviral compounds for HSV have no direct impact on HIV itself, then this is an interesting result that these patients waiting for being put on, on heart can actually progress less fast and so it needs to be verified by the impact on CD4 count, for example, whether this is translating these virological results into real immunological or clinical benefits. But I think this is the next phase of the research. There really seems to be a reduction of the rate of progression of the HIV thanks to the HSV treatment, are you saying? Well, we have proven the impact on the virus. We need to prove, you know, by extending the study and, and, and looking perhaps two years down the line with continuous treatments that it has impact on CD4 counts and also on, on rate of progression to heart. Now we're in the teeth of a, an epidemic worldwide of HIV so if you were to advise doctors should they use antivirals and by the way is it just the one that you used or would all of the antivirals work? We use valacyclovir primarily because it was a convenient compound in terms of adherence. One can take just a tablet twice daily whereas other compounds such as acyclovir, which is more widely used and available and, and much cheaper as well, would use at least two tablets twice daily. So in our proof-of-concept trial, it was important to maximize adherence. But we are getting results of other trials using acyclovir that show very similar results in South Africa, for example. Results will be presented in the upcoming conference on retroviruses in, in Los Angeles at the end of this month. So. I think it's the, the compounds are quite equivalent. It's a question of uh, patient choice and doctor's choice and cost. And do you recommend doctors to use them then, even though the evidence is not all in? WHO has been very interested by those results and convened two separate meetings last year, one reviewing the management of STI patients and one reviewing the management of HIV patients. In the management of, of HIV patients, the results of the Burkina trial were considered and it is now going to be recommended, although with a lower degree of uh, evidence it requires further trials, that HIV infected patients should be offered HSV suppressive treatment. First of all, they should be educated about HSV and the first option would be, well, if they experience ulcerations, they should be treated with the short course treatment called episodic treatment. But if they experience frequent recurrences, it would be very worthwhile for themselves 
and perhaps for transmission reasons, as we, we found out, that they should be put on suppressive treatment. And of course there are two scenarios. It's the patients, men or women, who are waiting to be on heart, who do, do not require to be on antiretrovirals right away. What do you offer them? Well, there are already prophylactic treatment we offer for bacterial infections such as cotrimoxazole. An additional treatment could well be providing a cyclovir. That was Philippe Mayo talking to me at his office in the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. For the Audio Journal of Global Health Issues, I'm Peter Goodwin.